off the ball. The second biggest cheer was Ronaldo warmed up. The biggest cheer was when Ronaldo came on the pitch. There is still this fixation of Ronaldo is coming onto the pitch and he buys into Subscribe that. now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball daily. Tina Foley joins us to talk all things athletics. Tina, you're there. I am. Hi, Joe. So we're going to talk a little bit about the athletics year that was, but we should start with events just outside of Turin in Italy this morning. The European Cross Country Championships. Ireland sent a team of 40 athletes over to Turin. I was reading one of the strongest teams maybe Ireland have ever sent to a European Cross Country Championships. And we've had drama. So you can start with Nick Griggs or you can start with the Irish women's team. I'll follow your lead. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, I made, When I was making notes for this uh, earlier in the weekend, I, I, I wrote down Nick Griggs and Dean Casey and they both come home with individual medals. But Nick Griggs will be kicking himself because he should be European champion. He he was he was himself and Barnicot, the English runner, were were in the junior race, were neck and neck for the whole of the you know the second half of it. And he he took off and he had him beaten and then he slipped about 50 metres from the finish. Now, the legs were just going at that stage and then cross country. And it was a, it's a horrendous course. My goodness, how tough that course was today for them all. But uh, he just got nicked on the line. He, and he just and lost he, his footing. He slipped and hit the deck. Yeah, no, he didn't go down and he stumbled and he stayed up. And I'd say, I don't know, maybe 10 strides out, your man caught him because he just lost his balance. And also when you run across country like that and your legs are dead and you stumble, it just sucks it out of you. So he was literally pipped for the title, you know, and he's a he's a he he has already when he was 16. This kid won the European um, junior uh, 3000 meter title. He is a serious, serious talent. And he, he ran badly in um in Ireland when we hosted the Europeans last year. So he was really up for this one. So he, he took silver individually and the great result really was Dean Casey took bronze. So two Irish, two young Irish guys on that under 19 um, podium and um, they took a team silver as well. Um, I think it was Sean McGinley, I think maybe. Yeah, Sean McGinley from Finn Valley, it was, who who, um, who who was the third to score. So brilliant, you know, brilliant to see two two young Irish guys on a podium. Um, and that was brilliant. Great start to the day. And then also um, two other team medals. Yeah, the men's under 23s took a bronze and the women were surprised to take a bronze. Really great results. Great running. They're, um, there's a, a, they're twins, the from Donegal and they were both, uh, they took identical twins with what I would say in, in, in identical time Ailish and Roisin Flanagan they're based in America in Colorado and um, they're really young still too and great talents and Mary Mulhair from a great running family from Port Leith, uh she's a school teacher down there um, Mary was 27 so they were 11th 12th I think, and 27, and they took a surprise team bronze, really, for the senior women because Kira McGeehan had to pull out sick and they don't know for Nuala McCormick this year. So, like, they, they weren't expected to medal at all. The under-23s would, and great run again. Ephraim Giddy, fifth. Um, what a talent he is. Um, I think he was sixth in, in uh, European uh, final last year. Brilliant guy. And Keelan Kilrahill and Shane McVoy. Dara McElhenney, who was second last year individually, didn't have a great race today, 26, but they still nicked uh, team brands, which is brilliant as well. It sounds like amazing drama because I, I, oh. I, I suppose the more casual viewer like myself would see no McCormick, no McGeehan and think, well, that's yeah. the Irish women's team's chances severely dented. Uh, as you mentioned, Eilish and Roisin Flanagan finished 11th and 12th, uh, respectively. Yeah. Side to, by side, practically, right, like, okay. at the same time. So is that nature or nurture? We'll never know. And uh, I'm, I'm told the scenes were incredible as they waited to find out. 
Yeah, because they, you don't know, you know, you're always counting, you're counting scores. It's three to score and it's now an aggregate of the top, your top three scores. So you're waiting to find out. This is, I've seen this happen very various times and famously with an Irish women's team a few years ago again. So you're just waiting for them to come through and they really were surprised, but it was brilliant to see. And actually, um, Amory Madeleine is on that team as well. She was a fourth finisher, but Amory is such a veteran. She ran the Dublin Marathon a few weeks ago. Um, Amory would, I would say, have been vital in creating that team, that team bond in that team. And that's what cross country is all about. Very often, it's not about the first two across the line. It's about who can get up and make the scores for the team afterwards. That's why it's such a brilliant event. But my goodness, what a course today. There was, there was some incredible, that senior women's race was brilliant. Grovdell won it in the end, um, over the German that Sonia Sullivan coaches, the European uh, 5000 meter champion but what a finish they had but there was one little steep bank in it and it was probably only about 10 meters but it was so steep that some of them were actually stopping when they got to the start of it and top of it and then off again it's the toughest course i've seen in the european cross countries for a very very long time right okay and do you think the runners would consider that course tricked up like a bank like that is ludicrous or did they sort of embrace that old school romance of no, let's just they, run the, I, the yeah they embrace that yeah they embrace it like it you know over the years you know, back in the old days, there were really hilly, tough courses. And today that was a frozen course. And then it got softer during the day and it started to get muddy. But it had everything. It had a flat bit. It had a few. It had a long, really steep drag. Then it had a little short, this little incredible little uh, bridge up, this short little run. And then it actually went through. It went through a museum. They had asked to start down and they ran in the door of a museum, ran through it and came out the other side. So it was certainly tricked out. All right. But mm. but cross country runners love those kind of courses like that's I think it always brings out the best and really gritty runners. Yes. A touch of romance, a touch of old school and then <laughs> keeping your balance and having your wits about you. I guess it keeps the run interesting. Yeah. And it was funny. I would, I would listen to the commentary and they were saying uh, Griggs just has to watch his footing here on the run in. And he looked back a few times over that last 100 metres and, you know, it probably experience will tell him, don't look back again and watch where you're going just yeah. on because the, it was lethal ground under him because it was frozen and muddy, which is really tough, you know. Wow, I must watch that back. So that's Nick Griggs in the under 20 race and he oh, just lost his footing at the vital job. moment. Yeah. Where's he from? Yeah, he's Krina? fantastic talent, this guy. He's he's he, he's doing his A-levels this year. He's based in Tyrone and, and he like he's been everything he's done so far. His big disappointment was last year at European Cross, I think, because he felt he didn't do himself justice. But if he keeps tracking the way, you know, he should track, he's going to be really, really exciting. He's he's still only 17 and he's, he's a couple more years. He's two more years in that under 19 um, great okay. as well. So he's another, he'll have more chances to win it. So maybe long term, a painful lesson learned <laughs> and he, mi- he might benefit from an experience like that today. Absolutely. Um, so all in all, then, do we return home happy from the European Cross Country Championships? Is that a, is that about where we might have hoped to pitch up? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, st- I think it's still a record number of medals. And, you know, the thing is as well, just that the depth is building all the time. And mm. it's the it's the it's younger. We're seeing younger athletes really running well all the time. I think that's what's really encouraging as well, you know, just and that's what's reflected on the track. And that's what that's what was, has been reflected, you know, on the track in the last few years. We'll say apart from the fact that Kieran McGeehan and Mark English came back and did so brilliantly this year on the track, but yeah. it's the depth we have at, at underage. It's now I always say, you know, be careful. You know, you can't put too much pressure. And compared to a team sport, track particularly, you know, really is so hard on the body. You never know whether they're going to make it at at senior level. But yes. it's to watch them and be careful with them all the way up. But it is very encouraging. 
And there may not be a simple answer to this. In fact, I suspect there are rarely uh, simple answers. <laughs> but is, is there any uh, feeling that coaching has improved? And that's one of the reasons across the board why we're seeing these youngsters coming through and more depth coming through? Or could it just be confluence of events or a golden generation or, or hard to say? Oh, yeah, well, I think it's a probably it's a combination of a lot of things. It's a combination of good coaching here. Like uh, all of our good Irish sprinters, you know, they're, I mean, Radisha, Rashida Adelika was coached here, obviously, by Daniel Kigala before she went to America, and she's pushing on now. But again, Israel um, Olatunde, again, coached at home. Philem Kelly's doing amazing work with the middle and long distance runners at home. Um, Phil Healy's coach, um, uh, Shane McCormick, down in um, down in Wexford. These people, uh, we have... we're, we're there's a real interest in Irish coaches now in being world class. They're going off, they're talking to other people, they're learning stuff. And also, I think there's a culture that's changed as well, Joe, of people not being afraid to train beside one another and people not being, coaches not being afraid to share knowledge. There used to be a real thing in Irish athletics of you minded your own athlete and you nearly resented them going to the national nationals and are going off with Irish teams in case somebody else would poach them off you. And I just think there's a hugely collaborative thing there. And I'm presuming that that's been led. I think that probably there's probably an element of that being led by Athletics Ireland. So what's happening now is we have and also we have world class facilities. You know, we didn't have an indoor track here for years. Uh, now we have two of them. That makes mm. a big difference, Joe, to the level of work that they can do in the winter. You know, that's a big, big deal as well. So it's a combination of things. And also, I think then the young are inspiring. The, the older people are now inspiring. Like to see Kieran McGinn and Mark English both win medals last uh, summer in Munich at the European Championships. That I think will have a huge, huge effect. And I think it already has. Sarah Healy now. Again, brilliant, brilliant middle distance talent uh, was was there in the running today and didn't finish um, in the cross countries. But Sarah is a serious, serious, serious talent. Um, you know, she she's just a brilliant. She's brilliant, but she doesn't. She lacks confidence, and um, she lacks that confidence in races. And I, she said this year that that was her problem. She gets incredibly nervous, and she lack, She doesn't believe in herself. But I think seeing Kira McGee come back and do what Kira McGee did this year will give somebody like Sarah Healy huge confidence that mm. you don't have to rush. You know, there's loads of time here. Take your time. You know, if you're only in your early 20s, you started college, you've a lot on your plate, you're studying, you know, don't rush. And I think to see Kira recover from all of the injuries that she have and then run so brilliantly this year, win two you know, European and a, a Commonwealth silver medal, but also, you know, win a Diamond League, breaks on yourself as 27 year old record all of that stuff I think will give huge confidence to somebody like Sarah Healy so I think there's a combination of things going on there mm. Joe facilities coaching um, you know and seeing the veterans still there still battling still doing brilliantly I think that, lo- that all helps Well, if we broaden this chat out then to reflect on the year that was, you mentioned Munich a few times. So the European Championships, I, I presume, is the high point. And we'll get on to the kids in a second. Let's give the uh, the elder states people their dues. So uh, McGeehan and English, uh, Kieran McGeehan, silver in the 1500 metres of the Europeans, as well as that Commonwealth silver. And then Mark English, bronze in the 800 metres. Extraordinary achievements. Yeah. They've been incredible ambassadors, I think, for Irish sport and often oh, unheralded yeah. and, and, you know, operating at the real elite of this global sport. The European Championships as a whole, I was reading Ireland's best, uh, if we're talking top eight finishes as a, a marker of success. Uh, previously in 1998 and 2002, Ireland managed six top eight finishes, whereas at these championships, Ireland managed 11. So 
that strikes everybody as quantum leap. And that's the depth, Joe. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? To have it layered. You know, you, you can have the generational people. You can have the Sonia's and the Katrina's and now the, you know, Kira's and Mark. But it's to be developing the next level up, I think, is hugely important. And that's what we saw with those results this summer. You know, we'll talk about the sprinters in a minute, yeah. obviously. But even somebody like Sarah Lavin, you know, really, when she was young, she was so good and so tipped the next derville. Always, we, you know, journalists were the worst in the world for, for using those phrases. But like she was tipped, just as Sarah Healy is tipped as the next Sonia or the next Kira. Sarah Lavin, a, a, a sprint hurdle was was tipped as the next derville. And, and then, you know, was she, she was a European junior silver medalist. Um, and then she plateaued for a long time again, could get had injuries, all kinds of things can hit athletes. And this year, you know, she just made such a breakthrough and she made a European final and she was fifth in the European final in, in Munich and actually was coming stronger. Her, 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 her finish was incredible and I can see the difference in strength in her finish. And that's what you're talking about is that depth that we have athletes now making finals. Um, making top eights, as I said, Ephraim Giddy was one that stood out to me. I thought his sixth in the European 10,000 metre final was just a fantastic run. He just dug in and gritted it out and he was just so impressive. And that's what you want to be seeing. And even, you know, like you see somebody like Louise Shanahan, um, second woman this year to break uh, t- two minutes for the 800 metres. Um, she's amazing girl uh, from Cork. Her dad was a great athlete as well. But she's in Cambridge doing a PhD, but she she even said this year she plateaued for a long time because college, she was saying even being an undergraduate is nearly more pressure than when you get to postgrad level because you're you've assignments all the time and you're under pressure all the time. And only now in the last year has she starting to develop and and really starting to to make breakthroughs. So that's what we're seeing now, and that's what's really yes. important. And I think that Ireland deserves some credit well, they, for, they for taking do, yeah. care of these, this, for taking care. There used to always be this argument that going from junior to senior was too hard, then then developed on under-23, the Europeans underdeveloped an under-23 championship, which is really helpful in developmental. And I think Athletics Ireland have got a lot better as well in helping the athletes and supporting them at that level. Because, like, they will will they'll tell you themselves, I saw Phil Healy making this point recently, do you know, your problem with funding even and things is you have to win medals very often or you have to achieve very highly and make finals to get funding at those that tricky developmental level. So I think they are getting better taken care of now. And also... Um, Sport Ireland this year, I think first time ever, and we've been talking about this for a long time, they have ring fenced some money that will go to the Lakes Ireland, but has to go to the coaches and has to go on the mm. coaching. I think that's a development as well. Mm. I'm going to shamefully uh, skip by Fanula McCormick, who, by the way, finished seventh in the marathon at the Europeans yeah, and yeah. gets so oh. little credit. Oh. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the kids then who are definitely all right. And even if you look at the RTE Young Sports Person of the Year nominees, you have two athletes to the fore in Rashid Adeleke and Israel Olatunde. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly in, in, I mean, I could be wrong about Olatunde, but certainly in Adeleke's case, uh, we've seen her come in for quite a few years, uh, yeah. heralded and, and expected to do something. And then I suppose this is the year she announced herself on the world stage. She ran in the final of the women's 400 metres at the European Championships, finished fifth, broke her own Irish record and broke the Irish uh, 60 metre indoor record as well this year. So this was almost her announcement that, yeah, that the promise and the hype is real. 
She only turned 20 in August. She now holds the Irish 60, 100, uh, 200, 400 records. That's how good she is. And the mad thing of, about Rashida Adelaide, and she's based obviously in Texas now, is the maddest thing of all is that she she made the European final when she was 19. She was fifth in a national record. And she doesn't know how to, you can see that she is only learning how to run 400 meters, which is the most difficult technically, you know, to pace and to time and to do all of that. And she's she she literally has only just moved into 400 meters. She, you know, she was running ones and twos uh, primarily in America last year. Um, she's ultra, ultra, ultra talented. And also what I love about her is she loves competition. She reminded her of O'Rourke. She absolutely loves to race. Um, and that's a fantastic thing about her. I met her mum recently at the National um, Championships and her mum was in the studio in Off the Ball with us a couple of years ago. Her mum uh, with Rashida when she was about 16 Ade uh, was saying she's happy and you know I thought that was a lovely thing for to hear her mum say that that's why she's so happy for her is that she sees how happy she is in America um, and how she's just loving the whole thing you know the whole experience she just said to me don't care how she's running she's happy okay. uh, but she's a happy runner and she's making us all happy as well she's an extraordinary she really is a talent because I believe at 400 metres at world level, she she will be able to compete at world level. She will be in the mix um, as she matures. Israel, very different. Racing 100 metres standard, you know, globally is so, so, so high. But he made a huge breakthrough this year. He was chasing Paul Paul Hesham's record, which is stood 10-18, stood since 2007. And anybody who knows Irish athletics knows Paul Hesham or the Hesham, we always call him, absolute legend and an incredible guy amazing the way he used to be able to compete at the world and European stage and Israel finally broke his record and there was a beautiful moment with David Gillick in the coverage when he came up afterwards and he realised what he'd done but like first for to see an Irish man in the European 100 metre final what an amazing thing and he's He's been in UCD, he's studying, but he's actually moved on to campus this year for his final year because he was he was commuting up and down and then going out to Tallaght to train with Daniel Kilgallen. So I think as well, that's going to help him as well push on now because he, you know, he's not, he won't be traveling as much. And um, and he may, I, I'm presuming, I don't know, the word is nobody knows really. He's, you know, he could go, he could get offers to go to America next year, uh, do post-grad or, you know, he could get some, he could decide to go somewhere that he'd be in warm weather, but he'd be, he's obviously thinking about Paris. Paris is the big thing for him as well and World Championships this summer too. But they're brilliant. And you know what's brilliant, Joe, is that because they're so good as well, they're pulling the best out of everybody else. Like Phil Healy now has Rashida to compete with. Yeah. Molly Scott, the 100 metres final in the national championship this year was just epic. Molly Scott, who who herself and, and Rashida ping-ponged with the Irish 60 metre champion uh, record last winter. They kept breaking it and then the other one would break it and they pushed each other really hard. And when it came to the 100 metre finals and nationals, I mean, Molly looked she had, like she had it and Rashida dipped and the place went wild. It was an unbelievable 100 metre final. So that's what's again so exciting is the depth is there and they're all pushing each other. And um, so that's what, again, brought all those averages up. But I mean, they're 20, you know, they're, um, she's she's 20 and Israel just turned 20 in May. Um, and they're all so young and that's what's fantastic as well. And then we have really good four by 400, four, really good 400 metre runners. So they're pushing for relays, you know, and that kind of element has been pushed well. The relay thing has been pushed hard by Athletics Ireland. They've invested in it. They're training them as groups and all of that is helping to push on the standards. Okay, well, that's a very positive summary all around. Uh, Cleaner, we're just out of time, but thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. 
Welcome, thanks, Joe. Tina Foley with us there on the line, looking back on the year that was and also giving us the uh, details on very dramatic European cross-country championships. Again, if you're just tuning in, there was a team of 40 sent out. The Irish women's team have won a bronze medal and that was with without Fanula McCormack and without Kira McGeehan. So bronze for the Irish women's team. And then in the under-20 race, Nick Riggs finished second, Dean Casey finished third and Nick Riggs uh, lost his footing in the uh, final moments, could easily have won gold. He lost to Britain's Will uh, Barnacout. So that is the uh, latest from the European Cross Country Championships in Turin in Italy this afternoon.